folks welcome inside the parisi palace high above 3733 east broadway this is a special live edition of the jake feinberg show coming to you live on power talk please go to our website powertalk.live download our free app and stream all of our live local programming including solomon on blast the jim parisi show and yours truly the jake feinberg show we can't thank you enough for making us part of your day today and without further ado i want to bring in a international star of melodic improvisation he's a mercurial cat from brazil but had a huge impression on so many cats here in the states playing melodic music improvisatory music on his piano inspiring stretching out ears and making some absolutely epically classic albums as a leader Jao donato welcome to the jake feinberg show Okay, how are you? Hello, my friend. How are you? Hello, very good. And you? I'm having a ball. It's, it's such a high how honor. Are you? It's such an honor to connect with you, my friend. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be talking to you too and to to the audience. Oh, it's gonna. I mean, people are excited about uh, this. This and this is just part one for us too. I, I just, you know, Jao, I I wanted you to to talk to the audience about what your concept, what is your concept, or what is your definition of the word jazz? Well, the word jazz, it's about um, spontaneous uh, improvisation, spontaneous way of life, it's a way of life jazz. Uh, it's about uh, how you feel, how you would like to be understood, how you'd like to uh, to understand both things. Can you talk a little? I mean, a lot of people I interview in the United States, a lot of the jazzers. Uh, African-American musicians, black musicians, uh, jazz is a way of life. It's a jazz lifestyle. Uh, I mean, was that, is that what, is that what, can you talk a little bit about, because I, the first time I see you on a record is 1965, piano, Brazil piano, Jao Donato. But I wonder, what can you talk about your jazz life, especially, you know, what it was like to play how you feel not commercial not pop music not play for what the audience wants to hear but play inside you can you talk about your your jazz life from at, at the beginning well you know it's, it's about how how you feel how how you live how how you see the world, how you see, how it's your life. Life is jazz. The music is part of life, and, and life is, is jazz. That's what I think. Can you talk about um, how you ultimately, like early on, the how you, you got a record deal with RCA, how you wound up becoming known uh, in the, uh, how you became a leader? Uh, 
I became a leader. I don't know. Was there a natural thing? I first was invited, first time to record um, with my name on a record was uh, invited by Antonio Carlos Jardim, who was the musical director of the, the record company. He invited me to do a recording with my name on, and that's the beginning. That was back in the 50s. Something. Uh, from then on, I started recording many records. By now, I have about 30 records recorded under my name, and it just it just started with the the, the first recording. Then I came recording until now, until today. This is interesting. When when Joe Beam, were you playing, were you playing bebop? Bebop in the fifties, because I mean, <laughs> no, because I mean, I I I believe very. I, listen, I interview many many. I interview uh, Diodato. Uh, he talk about you like uh -huh. you like to have very strong Brazilian coffee. He talk about that. I said it was so funny when he told me that story, but I I because Dizzy Gillespie, Dizzy Gillespie, Lalo Schifrin, he I want to know if you were playing bebop because I, that was the that was the popular music in in the United States at that time. Yeah, that's what I like to do. That's what. That's what I like myself. I like bebop and boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Horace Silver. Just like Horace Silver. Just like Horace. Well, yeah, exactly. That's just like Horace Silver. That's exactly. Yeah, Horace. Horace is my favorite. My favorite musician. Why is he? Why? Why? Why is he your favorite? Because, tell me why. Oh, because he has a he has a rhythm conception that that uh, that uh, that I admire very much, and I and, and I and I believe I am a little bit like that too. And, uh, and the rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. He has that uh, subversion uh, influence from his father, and he. He sounds the way I like, you know, on piano. It's rhythmic, rhythmic. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, this is, but I mean, going back to yeah. your, when you were just a young, just coming up uh, professionally, were there jazz clubs that you had a chance to play in? What, I mean, were you playing swing music? Were you playing more traditional Brazilian bossa or uh, samba music? I, I'm just trying to figure out because, you know, I mean, by the time you get to, I mean, how did you meet Dave Pike? You you started to collaborate with the vibraphone player Dave Pike. Dave Pike was playing vibes with Herbie Man. Uh huh. And I recorded a song with Herbie, and I met David Pike, that was in Herbie's group, and he asked me to record uh, an album with, with my compositions, in which I gave. Him about six or eight songs, and and I went back to LA, and he recorded in New York with the Dizzy Gillespie's uh, rhythm section at the moment, at the at the time. 
And Teddy Brown on guitar. And the class guy has trumpet. Wow, uh, Zhao, your memory is so good. It is Kenny Burrell, Rudy Collins, Dave Pike, Clark Terry. Yeah. Chris White, who was Chris White was Dizzy's bass player, which is exactly I, you know. Here's the question, Joe: Did Dizzy and Charlie Parker did they call the music bebop, or did the it, did the writers and the journalists make up that name? That's I'm very fascinated by that. I, I, bebop, I don't know where the word bebop came from, and I'm just wondering when you first heard the word, and if Dizzy and those guys, James Moody, and you know. Uh, all Sonny, those guys did they use the word bebop? Uh, I don't really know. I heard their name became so popular, like Boston Orvis popular. I don't know <laughs> when it started calling bebopping or Boston Orvis. Yeah, I just got familiar with the name, like from Gillespie's and, and Parker. And, and and I enjoyed the I enjoyed the, the singing bebop tune like Ella Fitzgerald and and Gillespie's band and Jackie Kane, Roy Crow. They have the buffers. Dave Lumbers. Yeah. Talking to Joao Donato here on the Jake Fine. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 I was wondering if you were still there. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm listening to you. I, I, I because, so could you maybe explain uh, how you connected with Mongo Santa Maria? Almost, I was, I connected with Mongo when I went to see Count Xavier's group. At a uh, nightclub in Los Angeles, I met Mongos and Willy Bobo, and, and they asked if I wanted to, to sit in for a tune, and I, I did, which I did. And after that, Mongo called me on the side and said he was going to leave the band and and organize his own his own group, and he wanted me as a piano player, which we did, and. And so I moved to New New York, where we were living in the 60s. Bongo Santa Maria, he left the country and he organized his own band, the Charanga band. Right, no, this, like, how, uh, how, why, were you, why were you in Los Angeles? Oh, first I went to Los Angeles to, to play Four weeks engagement in Lake Tahoe with a friend of mine, Brazilian, who invited me to go. But after the, the after the four weeks, I said I'm gonna co go back to Brazil. And he said, No, wait a moment. <laughs> we have to, we we have to to pay the tickets that I bought for you to come to America, which was you know he he, he bought. And monthly payments, and we ha I have to stay to 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 fix that that uh, 
the trip that I made to station, I was staying and staying. And when I saw, uh, I got married, I had a child named Jodel. And uh, when I saw, I wasn't leaving the States, you know. I had a family there and uh, started playing with the Latin groups because the jazz was very, very, very few, very, very little jobs for, for jazz. Absolutely. They play with Mongo. Can you tell me the name of the per? Who did you actually? Who did you come here with? I didn't under didn't catch the name. Who was the band leader that you were with when you came here? Oh, when I came to the United States, oh, the the, the leader was Wally Fernandez, was from Panama. Oh, wow! wow. He, we had a trio, Wally Fernandez. How do you spell that name? And, um, How do you spell last name? Fernandez. F E. Wally, F-E-R-N-E-Z. Wow. And so you were playing in Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe. And then we had a, a funny group. Me on accordion, and Wally on congas, and, and Nanai, that other guy playing violon, guitar. No? Wow. What an amazing trio. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Incredible <laughs> trio, man. Holy cow. Con yeah. Congo's guitar yeah. and accordion. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. And when we got through the job in Lake Tahoe on Harris Club, uh, I went to come back and, and, and I said, now we have to, to pay the ticket that uh, we got for you to come here. So okay, let's. And, and I began, I began staying until I spent 10 years there, 12 altogether. Can you talk about, um, I mean, it's amazing to me, uh, you are Brazilian, you know, so it's a uh, bossa rhythm, a samba rhythm, a uh, different rhythm than the, is it Mongo, Willy Bobo, though, that is Afro-Cuban, that is clave beat. Can you talk about how similar, was it very easy for you to, to fit into the Latin setting? You are not necessarily a Latin brother, you know. No. In fact, I had, uh, I had made an a audition early. The day I met Morgan, really, I had made an audition early in, in the afternoon, and, and I was, I didn't, I didn't was approved. I was not approved by the band leader, oh. Rene Block. He said, oh, you don't, you don't, you don't know how to play Latin. <laughs> oh, you have to know how to, you have to know how to play Latin. He said, yes, you have, you have a special style of doing. And you don't know. I said, okay. So I, I, I wait for the night, for night come. Then I met Couch Jade, and then I met Morgan Willie, and they invited me to, to organize a group with them soon, soon, which we did, and I spent about four years with Morgan, I think. And then I, I, I went to play with the other Latin band, because 
the jobs for, for jobs groups, they were very few. The, the jo- yeah, I mean, buy. even you say you say in New York when you moved to New York with Willie with Mongol, you, was there not many jobs for jazz, like jazz standards or Latin jazz? I, I'm surprised to hear that. I thought there were many clubs for like the Palladium or the Red Garter, uh, the, but you say in, in, in New York there were not many uh, cl- uh, jobs for jazz. Yeah, New York was good. I mean, in Los Angeles, I asked the guys like Franklin and Salino and uh, where to find musicians, Terry Gibbs, where to find musicians to play jazz, which I was interested in. And he said, there's, this one, there's not much jazz in town. <laughs> All the jazz musicians are playing. <laughs> they are playing Latin bands. you got to look for jazz musicians on the Latin band. Like Tiro Puente, Teresaldo, Machito, and Palmieri. So I went, I went for the Latin band because there was no jazz, jazz gigs. So I, I developed the Latin style, which I learned with playing with them. And, and, and the jazz was. was there's no jobs for jazz. They had only Monday nights in, in some small, small cafes to, to, to hear jazz, like I did. I had some gasoline with, with, with a quartet. But uh, I said, hey, where do I find jazz for me to join me? And I said, there's no such a thing with jazz in Los Angeles. All these dancers just want to play Latin dance. So I went for that. When you, so I, 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 this is so fascinating, Jao. You're, this is so interesting. I, I mean, you, you, you show up at A and M Records, Renee Block. Is that right? What, what record company? Record company. No, there was a band. Renee Block. Oh, Renee Block's band. You went for audition. You went for audition. He said to you. Jao, you don't know how to play Latin music? Yeah, he said that. <laughs> and later on, at night, <laughs> I met Charles Zeder at that same club where I, I auditioned. At night, they had Charles Zeder quintet. Then I met Bob and Willie, and they asked me to play with them, and I did, and they, and they liked the way I played, you know, was was not exactly Latin. I play, but wasn't was was enough good enough for them to be invited to be his other players. It's so amazing to this another group. This, this is because yeah. I mean, they had the yeah. Go ahead. Was was Willie was Willie? They had a, yeah. Go ahead. Group, they had a, they had a group made with the remaining musicians of the the Cuban group that. Disbanded, dismantled, disbanded in New York. The new, new rhythm of Cuba. Nuevo rhythm of the Cuba. Yeah. But I don't know how to play that. He said, "No, that's not enough. Well, we did what you did. That was good enough for us." So, so I. I wasn't so sad as it was in the afternoon because 
You don't know how to play that. And later on at night, I was invited by Mogo, one of the best drums in the world, you know. And we didn't join them in the band. I said, well, that's a band. Can you, could you talk about... This is so important, Joe. Yeah. Uh, this is so important because the drum, the drum signifies a language of the slaves uh, in Brazil, in the Caribbean, and Mongo Santa Maria. He played the drum very spiritual, very spiritual, and you play very spiritual piano. And I, could you talk about the significant? I mean, so so many American, so many Western people just think that the drum is there to keep time, when in fact it is to alter consciousness, okay? It is to transcend and it is to communicate. And I wanted you to talk about, I mean, you play, you play piano and that's a percussive instrument. Could you talk about the meaning of the drum to you? Well, well they, 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 they are very serious about that. They, they have religious, uh, uh, religious significance uh, when they play the drums. They have um, discargus, uh, discargus. Discargus. They have rituals like you know, uh, uh, they talk about some some rituals in, with the conga drums. With, they call macumba. Here in Brazil, we have Candomblé, which they they play the drums and they 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 they, they sing about this, some some uh, entities, entities, some some saints in the in the Yoruba uh, tradition from Africa. Right, it's a very spiritual thing. The the, the conga drums in the they they treat it very 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 special. And they, we should not you know touch those instruments. They are sacred, like sacred drums. Sacred drums. It belongs to, to the guys. Sacred drums. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. They call, yeah, it's, it's sacred drums for them. You uh, uh, how did you wind up? Uh, my favorite album. Of yours is a, a bad Donato, a bad Donato. Uh, yeah. How did you that? How did you wind up? Because that was a, through a, a Blue Thumb record. Uh, how, how, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you wound up. How did you wind up connecting with uh, Bob Krasnow and, and Tommy Lapuma? Well, Bobby was friends with I went to Japan, invited by Sergio Mendes, and they were going to to record in Japan the group Bossa Rio, which I was, I joined the group for, for the trip, and Bob Cosnell was in the, was with the, was going together with us. And he he liked to be he he talked to me during the during the trip that when we come back to Los Angeles I was going to record an album for 
for good time and uh, which in which I would do whatever I want to do and play with whatever I want to go and want to play. And, uh, so I didn't give much attention to this when I came back to LA, but uh, soon after, Amy Richards was looking for me, saying, hey, Bobby Carmel is after you. He said, you promised to record an album for him. He's, he's searching for you. I said, okay. <laughs> and I, I got in touch with... <laughs> you know what? It's so great. I can't believe I you... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And then he said, okay, let's do an album. You'll do whatever you want. You go in the record store, you go in the... Instrument musical stores in the in LA and find the instruments you want to find and take it home and we we find for you to 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 get acquainted with the, with the instruments. I took about uh, some keyboards and I decided to make an album with a little bit of noise, which I did because. At that moment, uh, I could imagine, I could not imagine doing a bossa nova very soft and sweet when it was, uh, we heard in the radio, didn't have Jenny Joplin, you know, those guys who were making some noise. The beautiful, I have to, to record something which I don't know what, because Krasnow said, do whatever you want. Christ. We do whatever we want. And I said, that's a very tough job to do what <laughs> we want with with person that we want. It was it's too, it's too vague, you know. How am I going to do that? How am I going to do what I want with pe people that I want? So I gathered, we, me and... Uh, and any Richard, which became the uh, became the, the, the supervisor, him and the Puma. This is on because Emil, Emil, uh, Joe, I'm thirty thirty nine years old. Okay, i I go visit yeah. I go visit Emil Richards several. I, he is a dear friend of mine. I, I am so touched. So blessed that you know that you and that Emil come find you. How did you did you meet Emil? When did you meet Emil Richards? Because he was doing so much odd time signature and so much percussion. When did you first meet Emil? Yeah, I met him in Los Angeles. I don't know in what condition, but I ended up meeting him like I met all the other cats. <laughs> You're one of the cats yeah. too, man. Renee Block, Renee Block said that uh, Jao Donato could not play Latin music, but within one afternoon into evening, you connect with Cal Jader and Willie Bobo and Mongo. Uh, was Willie playing a trap set or just timbale? I, I, I just, I'm very fascinated by rhythm. I, I, to me, it is, rhythm is love. Rhythm is, rhythm makes the world go round. I, you know, I, I, I'm curious about, you know, uh, your, like, I mean, even, even with the bad Donato album, you say 
Krasnow says, play whatever you want, you know? And you say, it's too vague. I, I don't know. It's yeah. too, you know, But it kind of like, it seems to me that that's kind of like the definition, what you told me jazz was to you. You know, jazz is what, spontaneous. It's what you feel. I realize an album is different. Yeah. But, I mean, can you talk about, you know, some of the great uh, uh, rhythm, the, some of the great drummers you play with, like Dom Umer Mao uh, and, uh, uh, and Willie Bobo and those cats, and, and what made them great drummers? Uh, I think that most most of the color drums in in LA, like Modesto Duran, uh, Francisco Aguabella, oh yeah, Armando Peraza, uh, Carlos Vidal, Luis Miranda, Chino Pozo, not Chano Pozo, Chino. Chino Pozo, not Chano, uh, Chino, yeah. Whoa, yeah. his brother? Really is a bro is he, he's a brother brother or something? Oh, no, no, I guess, I guess the Chino Pozo, I, I, I don't really ask him what, what, to, what connection he had with Chano, but maybe, maybe not. He was just Chino Pozo, <laughs> cool. maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knows? I, I forgot to ask. Jao, I want to I want to play you a piece of music uh, that you that is yours. I want to see if you can recognize it, and then we come back and talk about it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. 
right, my brother. You ca you're one of the cats. Do you recognize that tune? Yeah, where is Jordel? You the got it. Boy. You Cade Jordel in English. It means the beautiful one, and that was off Bad yeah. Donato. Uh, you know, how did you start to play the? You have very nice time feel. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Did, did, were you? Could you talk about how you developed? rhythm how you develop time feel was it natural for you did you or from an early age how did you develop your time feel so it was just it was just in, it, it was intuitive it was intuitive groove in the intuitive rhythm inside you. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, did you? Yeah. In Brazil, everybody has much rhythm. Everyone is a musician. Everybody plays in summer school. And for me, it's easy to. to I, I was born in the Amazon region. Uh, I got. Influence from the jungle and the, the, the water and the birds and you know I got I got that that with special. Can you talk? This is so interesting. Can you talk? What do you mean you grew up in the jungle? I mean, th like you literally had a house in the Amazon. You 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 live in the jungle. No, I was born there in a small town. In the, in the Amazon, Occidental version, Ati, it's a place called Ati. Then, then you look on, in the map. Uh, it makes a uh, uh, connection with Peru and Bolivia, the version. How do you spell it? Arca? How do you, how do you, how do you spell the town? How do you spell Acre, A-C-R-E. Acre. A-C-R-E. Acre. It's my town. Uh, that's my state. And uh, the, 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 the town is Rio Branco. Rio Branco. Like White, white. white River. White River. And so you, you grew up with the sounds and the rhythms of the, of the animals and the water. I mean, it's all natural that you you grow up in that in that environment. Yes, I I lived there until eleven years old. When I got eleven, I came to Rio de Janeiro, which was the capital at, at the time, the capital of Brazil. This is so amazing. I mean, you know, uh, so did 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 you uh, did you know? Uh, Ayerto Moreira, Moreira, Ayerto, he come to, okay, he come to, he come to New York, right, a little bit after you, you were already there for a while, he come to New York in the, in the late 60s, and he goes to these, uh, he speaks Spanish, you know, and uh, he go to these uh, Latin clubs, uh, or Brazilian uh, clubs, and uh, he has his shaker, cuica, all these percussion and his own people, 
He they say no no you can you can sit on the side of the stage, and and shake that thing, but you cannot come out with us. Okay, you can you can sit on the side, and the people that actually took him in were the Jazzers, Cannonball Adderley, Walter Booker, Miles Davis, and it's so fast to me. It's similar it's similar to you. It, did, did the jazz community embrace Giao Donato? Were you embraced by your own people, or was it more the jazz community? I mean, we did talk about Mongo and Willie Bobo, but how accepting was the jazz community of, of you? Oh, yeah, I was welcome, but the jazz community was, was not that, that had, had not that many places to play like you. Uh, uh, only the big names could play on on the jazz clubs, and uh, I was looking for uh, a space of practicing the jazz. And they said there's not, not much work for jazz in LA. You know, they have small clubs, uh, small crowds, and small small money. Everything was small. Uh, Monday nights, you know, there was not a a, a very popular thing. The popular was the the, the, the Mambo Nights at the Palais and the Mambo Nights, you know, that took over the Los Angeles. Every day they had a a, a dance gig to be played by by those artists like Peter Puente, Machito, Perestal, Mambo Cats. So I had to, to search for, for a job and I looked for a Latin band. And, and they, 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 they embraced me. As I, I was working, playing Latin music, most of the time I spent in the United States. And, and, and later on, when the Bossarava came in, and I started playing with my own group, I had a trio. I played with Chet Baker at at South Alieta and stayed until we got uh, we got an accident. Can't make and then Who is it who was who was in your who was in your trio? Well I had a trio a Brazilian trio who with the with the Sebastian Sebastian Neto in Pauline Magalhães. Yes, 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 but yes, yes. This group left. They left. They went to play with Bola Set. And I, 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 I ended up without a group. And when I went to play at Salsa Lisa, which I used to do many times a year, the, 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 the owner, Louis Donapola, the guy who... Greek is a Greek descendant. He said, oh, that's, 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 uh, that's uh, horrible. You should guys play. Where, where is your tree? I said, oh, I lost my tree. My tree is gone. <laughs> he said, okay, okay bring your jazz musician that you know in Los Angeles. I was in South America, near San Francisco. I I said I called Seth Baker, and uh, then he came to play with me. 
with my 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 crew that I had to make make up with you. And it did dawn on bass and, and Bobby Hamidis uh, on on drums. But we not we were not as tight as well my 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 my, my little trio. So he asked me to bring a, a jazz musician so I brought Seth Baker until he got he got an accident at Broadway Street. They they beat him up he lost his keys, you know, that day. And then I had to bring him Bud Shanks, with whom I had made the record, which was my first record in the United States, with Shank and his Brazilian friends. Exactly. Which, yes, that was my first introduction to, to American uh, recording business. Did you, did you have a chance to play with... Uh Stan Getz. With Getz, uh, I I didn't play with him. I played at the same uh, at the same program as he was playing. He was he was playing. Yeah, we did one one thing at uh, one of the university. I forgot the name. One of the Cornell universities, maybe. And when he was. Play with Astrid Gilberto, the girl from Ipanema. I had a chance to play with, with them once or twice. Do you? Could you talk a little bit about? Uh, you know, it's very interesting because in this country, Stan Getz gets a lot of credit for merging uh, uh, bossa nova with jazz. Uh, it was jazz samba. Charlie Bird recorded all these rhythms in Brazil and it was known as Samba and then it became Bossa Nova and I just want you to talk about Jao Donato's contribution because Girl from Ipanema it was that was written by Joe Beam and actually yeah. actually the, the day of the of the session for uh, you know Girl from Ipanema Jao Jao Gilberto started to play this two-beat bossa rhythm. That's what made it danceable music. Stan's, Stan Getz's playing was great, but st I don't think Stan Getz was necessarily responsible for bossa nova music, and I would like you to talk about your contribution to that vocabulary, that language of bossa nova. Well, you know, there was a, mix, a, mix, a mixture uh, and we had Stan Gas Jazz uh, improvisations, and the, the, the tune that Jabi wrote and, and, and Gilberto was, was, was doing was just a matter of Gats playing his, his jazz saxophone. It became a, a nice mixture. Right. Which, yeah, this uh, when I went when I went when I recorded for Pacific Jazz with Bud Shanks, Richard Box said that he already had made some some uh, record with Lorena made in Bud Shanks called Brazilians. He said, "Yeah, we did some of guys are calling Boston. We already were doing them on the 60s." I said, "Okay." 
it's all right. He claims that he, he was an obsessor of building Jazz American with the Brazilian river. I yeah, what, I I agree with you. I, what, what what that's I I think you're Bud Shank, right? I mean that was you and Shank. And then uh, I recorded Bud, yeah, with the the Shazamundas rhythm section, bass and drum and guitar. Sebastian Neto, Chico Batera, and Rosinha de Valença. But. Uh, and then, and then I started recording for different writers in these states. I did one album called Sabon Sabon for Richard Bach. And then I did one with Carl Zogerman to do Sound of Brazil for RCA. And then I did uh, uh, Ben Bernard for Good Time. Yeah, I'm just going to read this off here. I mean, th this is this is incredible. Uh, you, this is Jao Jao Donato. You do the new sound of Brazil, piano of Jao Donato. Then you play piano on Astrid Gilberto album, and then you do Sambu Sambo Sambo Sambo, and that is your tr that is your trio. Bud Shank, Bud Shank, and his Brazilian friends. Now, Bud. Bud Shank. Now, Girl from Ipanema became a pop hit. That's the thing. It, it 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 was jazz, as you said. There were not many gigs. It was not ever really. It was Amer It was popular American music in the '30s and '40s, and '50s. But uh, was it that Stan? Was that song became so popular? Is that why he became? Why he's given so much credit when in fact you and Bud Shank were doing something similar or even before? Stan Getz. Yeah, because the song was a hit, you know, a commercial hit, a popular hit, a pop music. The Giants became pop, popular all of a sudden because it, the song was a hit. And that happened to, to widen the, the Giants' horizon. horizon. Because, you know, it was never on the charts, like, you know, maybe number 100 on the charts, but not on the, on the top charts like the came with Ipanema. It was on the top charts. The Beatles and the girls from Ipanema, they were, they were all together on the top charts. So jazz was never so much popular as it was when it came around. And that got all the credit of being on the saxophone. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, can you talk about the? the I see here, uh, Jao Gilberto, and you on this on this amazing Bud Shank album. Uh, you you and him do a, collaborate on a song, Min, Minha Saudade. Yes, Saudade. Oh, uh, that's back from the 50s. Yeah. Then the best wrote the lyrics. He wrote some lyrics for that song. It's called Mia Saudade, you know. It's like uh, missing, a person, uh, missing someone, uh, that city of missing a person called Saudade. Uh, 
In the fifties. In the fifties. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you know? Yeah, did, I mean, incredible. did you know? Did you know uh, Joe Gilberto in Rio in Rio de Janeiro? Did you know him then, or did you meet him in the states? Now we we are good friends in in Brazil. I met him when when he came to Rio. Once I read here in Rio, he came to join a vocal group called the Garotos da Lua. And uh, so then we met. And people say that we are, we, we look alike, which we have the same kind of, uh, kind of uh, style. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you, he was, I mean, can you, Jao, can you talk to the audience about uh, the tribal, the tribal music that you, you said you, you lived in, um, in Acre, Acre for, till you were 11 years old, and uh, I just wanted you to talk about, uh, the tribal music of of, of Acre, the the kind of when you saw music as a spiritual, as a communion, as a call to the angels, as a call to the to the spirits. If you could talk about a time when you were a boy and it was very inspiring to you. Oh, that's like a child, you know. You you see everything with with uh, amazement and uh, I hear all those all the, that music that was being made in Antarctica very very primitive very you know very rustic and uh and that got got in me you know in my personality, and then later on I moved to Rio with eleven, and then I start start uh, going around places where they play the drums for for rituals and to sing for saints, and I got a few melodies from those from those from those places. I recorded a few melodies from those plays, like Shango at the bar, like uh, Emorio, like Eminina. Uh, uh, I got those songs from, from listening to rituals of Umbanda Macumba in Brazil. And then I got involved. I love the 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 jazz Latin, Afro-Cuban music, which brings a lot of drums, and which I love. And and much rhythm, pulsation. And I start, I start, I fell in love with that style of music. 
after playing with Mono for so many years and all the other cats like Eddie Palmieri, Johnny Martinez. Not Rene Block. Rene Block cannot play Latin, but all the other guys like it, so here I am. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you, did you have a chance to to ever meet or see uh, John Coltrane play music? John Coltrane? Yes. No, I didn't meet Coltrane. I, I just heard him on records. I didn't meet him. But him, not Parker. I met Gillespie, who asked me to join his band at the time here, Parker. But I didn't. I didn't join uh, Gillespie's music. Dizzy, what I, what year? What so? Can you talk about so Dizzy? Can you talk about Dizzy? He was in the club. He saw you, and then he came up and said, "I want you to join my band." Oh, I, I met Dizzy at his uh, hotel with uh, Lalo Schifrin. Uh huh. Lalo bring me to the hotel where it was Dizzy. And, we became acquainted with each other, and he asked me if I ever had to read the Bible. I said, no, why? why? And he said, because there's some chapters written for the great, for the, for the great musician. He's in there. I said, oh, he showed me certain places in the Bible where they have some words about the great musician. No, was was written for the great musician. So oh, I didn't know that. But uh, in the, later on, he invited me to join his, his his group. He had a quartet going on. Dizzy and a and a saxophone alto. I forgot his name. Is it James James Moody? <laughs> Maybe Leo Wright. Oh like yeah, Leo Wright. Absolutely, Leo Wright. Good, good. Yeah, Leo Wright. Yeah. Yeah, and and the bass and drum. And he has asked me if I want want to be a piano player. I said no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know how to play jazz. He said no, but I I can teach you. Like you see what I, I did with Lalo. Lalo now is writing for the movies. <laughs> No, but I don't want to. I don't want to take the. I don't want to take the chance, you know. So you were, 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 yeah. were you? I mean, hold. I want to ask you. Were you? I don't want to. How do I say this? You, you just, you were a little intimidated to play that kind of music, jazz. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, because at that time. Uh, playing with the glasses. I'm gonna do that. I'm not training for you know. I'm not. I haven't been training to play Latin since the beginning. And uh, well, I don't want to go down the road. He said, "No, no, I can't teach you." (laughs) (laughs) So it's gonna be a little bit too much. You know, um, but yeah. can you talk, Jao, about, uh, you say, I wasn't trained, trained to play jazz. To, in, to, in, to, in today's world... I mean, I, I had not 
I've not been playing jazz since, ever since, you know, since I came to the States and asked to play jazz, I said, there's no such a thing, you can, you can look for Latin bands where all the jazz musicians are. Uh, so I start playing Latin, you know, and I was busy inviting me to play with him. And in the late, late 60s, I said, no, it's too late now for me to, to start to begin with the jazz lessons with you. Could you talk, so could I, you talk about, what, is it, what was it about the, the, the jazz that may, basically you said, I do, it's too late to start from the beginning? What, what what did you? I'm I'm very fascinated by this because you were a feel player. You, I, what I was trying to say is, it's good that you weren't tr- academically trained. You play with feel, so you were able to move into. I mean, Cal Jader was playing. Cal Jader was playing Latin jazz. Yeah. jazz uh, Al McKibben, uh, Benny Velarde, yeah. uh, you know, Francisco. Yeah. Okay, like, what was it about the jazz language that? you say I, I, you were such a beginner at. I, I, I don't understand because I feel you were already playing jazz with Joe Beam and those cats. Yeah, I was doing that, but uh, I, did, I didn't want to, to join Beams because I, I saw he, he was a little bit uh, uh, not, not well-mannered. You know? I saw him Get angry with his young uh, friend and 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 two roses in the floor. I said, no, 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 I don't want to start playing jazz with you. I, I was, you know, I didn't think. This, besides, I had my trio going on. I, my trio was playing, and I was beginning to have a few jobs here and there. And I didn't, I didn't want to go back to, to the beginning. I, I already had my trio going on. I, I, no, I, I dig. So I, I, I dig. I mean, I, I just find it in, so interesting that... Uh, uh, did, did you have a, a, a gig at a... Where were the... What was the, the name of the club that you guys played at in your trio? The Trident. The Trident in South Salito. The tri when were you yeah. wait hold on wait, when I mean wait a minute I thought you were in New York when did you move to San Francisco you moved to Sal- Salcedo no I was living in Los Angeles when I met Mongo yeah Mongo brought me to New York when he got his band and then I came back to Los Angeles because uh, the weather in New York is very rough yes and then. So I was living in Los Angeles, moved to California, moved to uh, uh, New York with Mongo, and came back to Los Angeles because I could, I didn't like the weather in New York. After four years of of Mongo nights at the Palais and at, um, that theater in the Harlem, what's the name? Everybody plays there. Uh, it was uh uh yeah no um uh, uh maybe at uh I cannot remember the name now but so so it, but I want to be that so that's how you knew Denny Zeitlin right because you play at the Trident I, I played the Trident what do you mean well no but you said Denny Zeitlin 
the piano player was making some noise. Uh, but he, I, I, I try to figure out, you move back to Los Angeles because New York is too rough. The weather, not enough. And then ha, then you move to, you moved to San Francisco or you just, Sausalito, how, how did you wind up playing at the Trident? No, I was, the Trident, uh, yeah, I moved back to LA, but uh, uh, my, my parents' wife was living in Hillsburg, which is near San Francisco. And the Trident, I went to, to see the guys playing at the Trident, and the manager asked me to, to play a last night there on Monday night, and I did, and, he, and then he, he invited me to play six weeks. And so I, I was playing six weeks there many times a year until I lost my team and I had to bring Chet Baker and Budshank to help with the, 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 the trio that I had that was not very good. Wow, this is so incredible. Unbelievable stuff there. Did you... Uh, <laughs> you do, you, do you remember the recording? How, how did it... You're on a very famous recording... Uh, Live at the Blackhawk with uh, with Mongo. Yeah, and that's I remember that. If you, can you talk about that session because that was 1962. Uh, you play. It says you played trombone on that. Is that true? Yeah, I was playing trombone at that time, but not uh, not as good as. As I played the piano, so then I had a little trombone. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, I know, but you're very modest. You're a very modest cat, you know, very modest cat. No, no, no. Um, and then, uh, so. Well, it was because I, when I met Frank Rosalino, I, I said, I wish I could play trombone like you, and he said, I wish I could play piano like you. So. I, I and then finally I, I gave up the trombone. I put it on the side and I said, "No, it's, it's not my instrument. It's the instrument I like. I like, but but I'm acquainted. I'm more familiarized with the piano since child, since I was five, six, seven years." Can you just uh, yeah. you know, Joe? Uh, could we? Um could we do another uh, interview maybe next week? Yeah. I would love to talk to you more. Come, come, back. come back again. <laughs> Did you have a good time? <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy yourself? Come back. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy myself. I, 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 come I, back in, uh, in, uh, next week. I call you next week, okay? Okay. Hey, love always. I, I send you uh I send you cop I'll send you a link for this interview so you can get a copy of it, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Live from Brazil, uh we had just treated to uh an incredible uh opportunity to talk with uh with uh, Jao Donato, and uh, we're going to do it again next week. I'll be back in about an hour and 40 minutes with Scott Metzger. In the meantime, uh, we're going to rejoin uh, the Jim Parisi show.
in progress.